Welcome back to Unsolved Self. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. And I'm excited for the stories this week again. I'm excited too. I'm super proud of the stories I've started doing on this section. Mm-hmm. What did we decide? It's not a new season. It's not a new season until our We're anniversary. Wait until our anniversary, yes. Yeah, yeah. so. But in this uh, last few episodes, the 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 stories that I've done, mm-hmm. I'm like super proud of them because they're really interesting. I think y'all might not be interested. I'm interested, but I, I thought they were. And so. if we sound a little different, it's because we're in person this time. How yes. cool! Finally. <laughs> This remote thing is killing me. Well, I mean, I gotta find a better program because the one we're using is just it's not working and it's more hassle to use than it's really worth. But to get together during the week, it's just really difficult. It is. So you got a story for me today? I do. <laughs> I heard a noise. I was trying to decide what was happening. I think somebody snuck outside. Do you have anything new this week? Um, that you want to talk about? Did you mm, want to say? Not particularly. I had two things. Something weird happened, which I will say right now real quick. And then at the end of the show, remind me to tell you about my whole frogging thing. Okay. Okay, so the other day, okay. For anybody that doesn't know, I really like to decorate. And so I decorate for every holiday. So I have these lights that are programmed for each holiday so right now I have them on they're like red pink and purple for Valentine's right right so I have them on I have them on the timer so they automatically come on in the morning and then again in the evening and they go off so the other day I wake up and come out and they're set to St. Patrick's Day oh they just skipped but but you have to literally go into the app, and it is not easy. It's not like you accidentally do it, because I don't have the app saved on my main pages of my phone. Yeah. You have to go, like, in the back part, you know, where you got to swipe yeah. it up, and then I got to find it, and I can never find it, so then I got to go up to the little search bar mm-hmm. and start typing it in. Then you have to open it. Then you have to press main. Then you have to press um, preset lights. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pick which one you want. So it's a big whole process. Yeah, it's not like something you accidentally mash a button and all of a sudden it changes. Yeah. You have to like go through all of this. And I wasn't messing with it, so the app was not already open. And I checked because I'm like, where are my light screen? Yeah. And so I looked in my phone and the app was not open. <laughs> and crazy. so I was like, what on earth? So, my concern is that one of my neighbors has downloaded the app just to mess with me. Oh. (laughs) But nothing else happened. But I was like, that is so weird. And then I'm thinking the kids on the bus are probably like, dang, lady. Yeah. (laughs) And skipped ahead. So, I thought that was weird. But otherwise, my life has been quiet. Well, quiet is better than bad. True that. True that. Yeah. All right. So... Let's get started if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. I'm not sure if this one's going to be long or not. I think it's going to be shorter than the last one, but I have three stories. Mm-hmm. And all three of these stories are about exotic dancers because y'all know I like to do a theme if I do stories. Oh, together. pause. Go ahead. 
Last week, we told the viewers that we would look into how many Texas murders there were. Uh, I looked, and I could not, in fact, find an abundance of murders in Texas in the 50s. I found, like, three. And they weren't even in that area? No, not. I mean, I didn't bust out the map, but they were not in the same town. So, maybe... They knew something I didn't. Maybe she meant attempted murders. Like, hmm. maybe she... Because she, she was a nurse, so maybe she worked in the emergency room. Yeah. And maybe they were seeing, like, victims come in or something. I don't know. I also looked at kidnappings because I was like, she counted that as a kidnapping. Maybe she'd count others. And um, in that entire year... The Pattersons were the only ones to go missing in Texas in the entire really? state. So, and I don't believe there was anybody the year before or the year after. So, I don't know. I was pretty confused. Yeah, that is confusing. But, like, why would they be like, oh, the, mm, everybody's being murdered? Yeah, my only thought is that maybe there were like gunshot wounds and stuff. And they were coming into the ER and she just counted them as murders because people tried yeah or maybe it's the time um because back in that day it could be like oh one murder is a lot but to us like people get murdered every single day yeah that's sad but that is true so i think that that is a possibility um but i'm not real sure as a matter of fact in the 50s i really can only find one murder mm -hmm. and i need to look into it more because it may be an interesting story that we may cover one day but it was actually like a hatfields and mccoy type thing it was like this two families that were feuding and like somebody got shot so and i, I just think it was one person even then yeah and they knew exactly who had done it and what the issue was but i need to look into it a little further in case it's an interesting story okay and then we'll tell it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I looked by the year and then by the state. And she may have meant because there were a lot of mob murders going on. Mm -hmm. Because we talked about um, the mafia then. Yeah. And there were a lot of murders um, linked to that. Yeah. And so it may be that that was on the news a lot. And she may not have meant in Texas. She may just have meant in the U.S. Gotcha. And and that could have been because there was a lot of mob violence then. Mm. Also, um, this doesn't have anything to do with this, but speaking of the mob. So, we talked about A.J. Bro. Yeah. Um, he was in Louisiana. And um, Kathy actually is from Louisiana. And she was like, she didn't remember hearing that, but she knew that the mob was running in Louisiana about that time. Mm -hmm. And so she looked that up and said that that was because she thought maybe that was some kind of mob hit or something. Hmm. And so she looked that up and said that they were, they were rampant in the Louisiana area about the time he went missing also. Huh. I personally, and uh, Billy had also mentioned this the other day, I think you're on to something with the plantation. Mm -hmm. 
with it having the same name and being under construction and stuff. Yeah. I think that it's a very good possibility that that's where they would find him. 100%. And it could have something to do with the mob. Like, the mob could have, you know, been dumping people there. It could have. You know, when I was a kid, I remember hearing a lot about it. Like, you don't hear anything about it now. So yeah, it seems think, like a distant... Yeah, like, now I think like it's just like something from the movies. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid, we used to hear a lot about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, which most of it was past stuff that had happened. But people, like, my grandparents full-heartedly believed you do not even say the word like if you tried to say it in front of my grandmother what she, mob mm -hmm, she oh. would shut you don't say that don't say that every time i say it now i feel like i'm saying a dirty word because <laughs> all i can hear is her in my ear being like don't say it don't even talk about it because people were so scared yeah and I had this irrational fear of the car bomb also because that's how they used to kill people. <laughs> I had this terrible irrational fear of car bombs when I was a kid also. Do you I still have that terrified. fear? No, not really so much. But um, it feels like it's coming back on TV like I've seen several people on TV recently. Be car bombed? Yeah, like on TV shows, yeah. not in real life, but well, on yeah. TV shows. <laughs> and so now it's starting to creep back in. But no, when I was a kid, I legit, I did not want to be around the car when it cranked. I'd be like slow poking out to the vehicle so somebody else would crank it and you'd know it wasn't going to blow up before you got in it. <laughs> hey, that's not really a problem we have to worry about nowadays with the remote start and everything. My car doesn't, my car doesn't remote start. Huh. Well, mine does, so I don't have to worry about it, I guess. Well, mine's a, a manual, so I don't know if they would put it in a manual or not. You probably would have to go, like, have it put in. But, man, that'd be tragic. You left that thing in gear and it took out. <laughs> then what? <laughs> It'd really just shut itself off repeatedly. <laughs> I hope. I don't really I have know. no idea. <laughs> what I do know is I don't trust my parking brake yeah. as far as I can watch it, so... I would not trust it to hold my car in place. Anyway. Anyways, okay, so back to the strippers. Back to the story. I've got three stories. They're all about exotic dancers and the questionable men in their lives. And then one story has this weird, like, completely out of left field connection to some famous people. There's that. I totally did not expect to find that in the story. But yeah. It, it was weird, so it's it's got a twist like all the last, all the other stories have had like this weird twist. I love a twist. This one is keeping up that tradition. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. All righty. 27-year-old Angela Abraderis was one of four daughters. She was born to a doctor and a nurse. She was very close to her mom and to one of her sisters, even though they didn't live close to each other. She was estranged from her father and one of her other sisters. I guess the other sister was just like... She probably took the father's side and... Neither here nor there. Yeah. So, she served in the military in the army for a while, and she met and married her future ex-husband there. They were married from the years 1990 to 1995. 
And it was around that time that she met her boyfriend and they moved together to the Dallas area. While she was still married? She met him while she was married and they got a divorce because okay. she was only married for like five years. Also, I don't know if this was the case then, but I can tell you now, a lot of people in the army specifically just get married to get yeah. the housing and stuff because mm -hmm. I've been terrified that your brother was going to do some stupidity like that. Uh, yeah, still terrified. So, um, but when he first went in, I mean, it was a legit fear of mine. Because, mm -hmm. anyway, don't get me started. <laughs> so, it may have been something along those lines that it wasn't that serious. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I mean, she may have got married and it just wasn't that serious. Yeah. Anyway, she met this boyfriend and they moved to the Dallas area together. Soon after they moved, she became a dancer and she worked between several men's clubs in the Dallas area. I hate that phrase. Why do they got to be men's clubs? Women can go to the strip club. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't tell me I can't go to the strip club. Yeah. But I guess back in the day, that's what it was. Strip clubs are fun. More fun for women, too. <laughs> I think. Maybe. So, she would just work between several different clubs. Yeah. She didn't really stay in one spot and be a regular at that one. Yeah, well, like a regular at that um, one. the she way I it. heard it was that if you're an exotic dancer, the club doesn't pay you. You have to pay like a, a rent almost. Kind of like, like a, a hairstylist. Yeah, yeah, a hairstylist pays a booth rent. They pay rent to, you know, work on the pole and stuff. I think some of them do, and some of them have their own dancers, but some dancers feel like they can make more money traveling around. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably true for the most part, because you probably, um, well, now I'm going to be sexist, I guess, but you know how men are, mm -hmm. like, they want something fresh, and yeah. so when you're the new face, you're probably getting more money yeah. than if you're the same old, same old. So, anyway, she was between 5'7 and 5'9 and between 115, 130 pounds. She had brown hair and brown eyes. She was this beautiful, and she was exotic looking. Mm -hmm. She was actually Eurasian. Do you yeah. know what that is? I had to look that up. I was like, I've never heard that before. Europe and Asia? Yes. Look at me. Look at you. <laughs> Look at me. That was a total guess. <laughs> I know. And you redeemed yourself from the, uh, that license plate that you couldn't figure out. Oh, yeah. That was forever ago. <laughs> so, her mom was white and her dad was Asian. Okay. And, but on most of the missing persons pages that I saw her on, and she's listed on several, she's listed as white. Really? Did and, she appear more white than uh, Asian? I mean, she's light-skinned, but she definitely has some Asian features. She she definitely looks mixed to me. Mm. And on one of them, she was listed as Latino. What? I don't know. It, but that annoys me, and it, it feels weird because I've seen it a couple times where people were listed as the complete wrong race. And yeah. to me, that feels odd because, you know, race may not be important in everyday life, but if I'm looking for someone, yeah, race is pretty important. Pretty important. I mean, you may not want to say what somebody's race is or whatever, but if 
if you're looking for them, you need to know what you're looking out for. Yeah, and who makes that really decision? Weird. Like, that should have been to put that on the missing persons. Well, like on NamUs, I believe the the investigating agency turns that in. Yeah. And um, they are the ones that I guess would have gotten it wrong. Yeah. But I don't understand why they wouldn't get, like, the basic details correct. Mm. Yeah. I understand if, if the details concerning, like, what happened the day they went missing are a little off. Because you get different stories from different people or whatever. But what race they are really feels like something you could get. Yeah, with. and it's not like these people have ever seen this person. So, they should go to their file and say, oh, they have brown eyes. They have brown hair. Right. They are Eurasian. Right. It shouldn't be like, oh, let me see. Let me see. What was she again? Oh, she's white. No. She's Latino. No. Like, they shouldn't just guess. You I see agree. what I'm saying? I agree. And also the other thing that I keep running into that is really annoying to me. And, and in these older cases, I kind of get it. But in more current cases, like one of these is from the 2000s. And they have terrible pictures. They're blurry. They're just bad pictures. They don't show what they look like. And Which, I don't understand yeah. how, because I've got good pictures of myself from the 90s. So, I'm not understanding how nobody has a good picture of these people. Right? That The pictures are stretched. They are grainy. They're just awful. They look like you've just taken it, a picture of a picture of a picture. I mean, it's like they're posing with Bigfoot in every picture. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so... Like, the camera was jerking. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know what is happening. I do not understand why. But on a brighter note, if you take good pictures of yourself, you're probably not going missing. Because I promise you, <laughs> in almost every single one of these cases I have looked up, the pictures are terrible. Mm -hmm. So, if there is in existence a decent picture of you, you may be safe. You may not go missing. <laughs> Like, the kidnappers are out there going, mm, yeah, she has no good pictures. <laughs> She's the one. Oh, it's so weird to me. Anyway, back to the story. Angela was last seen on April 2nd, 1996, and that was in Dallas, Texas. I presumed that she was leaving one of these clubs, but there's actually no information that I could find on that. There were no circumstances of her last contact. Oh. What I do know was that her apartment was left messy, and she had laundry in the wash and in the dryer and clothes on the bed. She was generally an, a tidy person, so this was odd for her. Her clothes, her luggage, her keys, her car, and most importantly, her dog were all left behind. So... This, okay, so she she's living with somebody at this time? The boyfriend. Okay, and he said it's normal for her house to look like that? No, she's normally a tidy person. Yeah. So it was not normal not for normal. her house to look like that. Yeah, that's what, sorry, so, that's what I meant. So I was just, like, confirming, like, because if you go in my house, it looks like that. Exactly, and like right I now. said the last time, <laughs> y'all won't be taking that as, um, as... 
proof that something had gone wrong because that's just how my house looks. Mm -hmm. Now, now that I'm going back over that though, um, I think it's probable that she disappeared out of her house and not, not the club, which I said, I thought probably she disappeared from the club. Yeah. But I'm going to guess, um, now that it was the house. She had plans to go to her mom's for Easter, which was on April 7th in mm -hmm. 1996. And obviously she didn't make it or we wouldn't be having this discussion. But now that I'm um, revisiting this with her luggage and the clothes getting washed and all of that, she was probably packing. Yeah. Did her mom live far away? Yes. Her mother did not live in the same state as her. And her mother had sent her an airline ticket to make sure she would be back um, to visit for Easter. And they had been in contact, and they, she was excited about the trip. The mom was excited about the trip, because they were very close. After Angela disappeared, her live-in boyfriend withdrew money from her savings account. He emptied their joint account, and he signed one of her cars into his name. How her can he do that? Well, her family thought that was suspicious. Her mom said that Angela had planned to break up with him right before she disappeared. He told the police that he had only took what they had gotten together. So, he didn't take anything that strictly belonged to Angela. He only took stuff that also belonged to him. And they believed him. They didn't really think it was that off the wall. Because, listen, he cleaned out their joint account, but he only took some of the money out of the savings. And he only signed over one car, and there were two. And the other car was in her name still? The right. Two, both cars were in her name? Yes. How can you sign over somebody's car without their signature? He probably forged her signature. Okay. That's what I'm, I was yeah. trying to get at. I thought you meant, I misunderstood what you were asking, but yeah, he probably forged her signature. And the police did not um, think that that was out of the ordinary. And my guess is it's because he did not take everything. Yeah. He just took certain things and that lent a little bit of credibility. We got to start small. Well, I mean. You can't just true. take it all. And it worked, so... Um, Angela's mom didn't believe the police were doing enough to look for her, and she thought that was because she wasn't white and because she was a stripper. But again, she was listed as white, and so I'm not even sure the cops knew she wasn't white. Yeah. But it could have been because she was a stripper. I mean, that yeah. could be. Because Angela had had a conviction in the past for prostitution. It was not a recent conviction. It was in her past, but it was since she had moved to Dallas. Um, the police said that she probably left on her own, quote, due to her lifestyle. Mm. So the mom probably is on to something, thinking that they're just not really looking for her because she was a stripper. Yeah. And um, they're looking at her like, you know, she's a prostitute or whatever, and she's just... She's probably off with some dude. 
So they're not that interested, it seems like. So I do feel like the mom probably has something with that. Also, I don't believe that... Listen, I tell um, specifically Melanie all the time, but I'm sure I've told all of y'all at some point that you have to live a life that people aren't gonna just go, oh, she disappears all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to live a life where you're in contact with people. Even if you're out doing what you wanna do or whatever, you still have to live a life where somebody hears from you on the regular. Mm -hmm. So that if you're gone for two days, somebody is looking Somebody knows, yeah. I personally don't believe the police should ever go, well, this is the way she lives. Yeah. That's, and that's not use that as police's... an excuse because the fact is that prostitutes have a high rate of disappearing. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a high rate of murders. I mean, probably 80% of the serial killers start with prostitutes. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, even if you felt like she was still prostituting or whatever, that's all the more reason in my mind for you to go put in some effort and look. Yeah. Because she's in danger if that's the case. Yeah. And we won't get on my thoughts on prostitution and all that. Yeah. But uh, I just, I think that's laziness on the cops part. Mm -hmm. That's just what I think. But, or, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Yeah, I not agree. just about the cops, about the whole story. What do you... About the prostitution? or About, about the, like, whole the whole story. Thing? What do you think happened to Angela? I, oh, it's done? That one is. Oh, I was expecting more. Okay, so um, it was the boyfriend. You do think it was the boyfriend? Yeah, I think it was the boyfriend, and it's a easy cop-out because she is um, a, not necessarily a sex worker, but a, um exotic dancer, at least. I, I do think the police just were like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Meh, she's her, in this lifestyle, it doesn't matter. And her Which, mom's the only one that's missing her, and she doesn't even live in this state, so we don't have to worry about it. It's not like she's going to be at the police station every week talking to us. So. Yeah, what I think happened is she came home to pack, and her and the boyfriend got into a fight, and um, she told him that she was done and she was leaving him, and he killed her, and then easily... Hit her body somewhere. The cops aren't looking for her, so what does it matter? I mean, that's a very viable answer. Um, I didn't have a lot on Angela's disappearance because there was simply not a lot out there. I checked um, for the media. I checked. There were a couple different sites that she was listed on, but they basically all had the exact same information and like i said some of them had a race changed but there was zero information on the actual circumstances the last person to see her yeah and uh, that's so annoying i mean it really is there's stories all the time i want to do that i'm like i i just i don't know they were last seen at their house i don't know how to how to make a story. Yeah, I don't know that. how to make a story. of it. I want to talk about them because I think everybody should get talked about. But I don't know how to make a story when yeah. that's all there is to it. I mean, it's, it's so sad. It really is. Okay, so my next story, this, this lady's name. 
I'm sitting here <laughs> in silence. I I literally broke it down mm -hmm. to how it sounds because I had gone and listened to. Let me tell you how it's spelled, so y'all don't be judging me. Okay. H U M M E N Y I. Oh J, sorry. Y J. Can I look at it? Yeah. Hominia. Okay, so when I uh, went to the pronunciation guide, it said humanage. Humanage? Yeah. So, I'm not that confident. I don't think so, because if it ends in... Okay, I'm not in... Uh, it's ending in YJ. Yeah, so that should be, should be yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it's a hard name. Y'all don't judge me. Her first name's Tanya. And I can say that. But I believe her name is Tanya Humanage. All right. But it'll be written down so y'all can look at it. <laughs> Matlin's going to write it down so y'all can look at it. Make sure the, you send me that. On the Facebook page. I to spell that. I already sent you the show notes on it. Good. So She was 25 years old. And she used the stage name Sabrina at the club she worked at at Florida. Um... In the picture, mm -hmm. I actually thought she was older than 25. So I questioned, I don't have it on here. Oh. I questioned if I even had the right picture, but I checked a couple different sources. She just looks old. And um, yeah, I think, and it wasn't a great picture. Again, it was pretty blurry. Bigfoot was in the background waving. I mean. I'm gonna just need y'all to like, Get a good picture of me. Okay. Girl, you got so many pictures. You're the selfie queen over here. Okay, but I, you can you can look through my pictures and pick the best ones. It it did make me go and double check if I had the correct picture, and I guess I should have checked if I had the right age. Yeah, probably. Maybe I got the age wrong. I may have gotten the age wrong. In any case, so that's another thing. You know, they put the picture on the news, and it's always a terrible picture. Yeah. Some people lately been doing better, but what sometimes... happens is they go in to your Facebook and find the first picture of you, and they crop it, they screenshot it, and they crop it. Is that what you did when you were on the news? I didn't do that because I wasn't a producer. I was a director. But yes, that is what they did. You should have told the producer. You I need did. To, you need to quit doing these people like this because you know you're wrong. I have several times. Well, whoever's doing that is not nice. It's a big pet peeve of mine. And they're like, yeah, I know. It's an awful picture. Then <laughs> why didn't you pick a different exactly. one? Okay, back to Tanya. Tanya used the stage name Sabrina at the club she worked for in Florida, and this club was Roxy's. It was in Lake County. Okay. Tanya's description is as follows. White female, six foot tall, 140 pounds, blue eyes, strawberry blonde hair. She has a tattoo of a rose with barbed wire around her right ankle. Um... <clears throat> that reminds me, Angela also had a tattoo that I don't believe I mentioned, but it was a butterfly on her right hip. Okay. 
Tanya was last seen wearing black jeans, a black leather jacket, a teal colored shirt that said Atlanta on it, and a pair of sneakers. Um, I ran into that thing that I run into a lot where the dates are off. Yeah. And, um, and it makes it a little funky, but it's because it's like in the night of... Gotcha. So, you know, it's in the wee hours, and I think people get confused. Or, I mean, it's not that hard. If it's before midnight, it's this date, and if it's after, it's that date. Right. But I guess, no, because they definitely knew it was after. In any case, on the night morning of December 14th in 1997, Tanya left Roxy's in her white Dodge Dynasty, she drove to the Waffle House in the next county, and Roxy's was only about half a mile from the county line, so we're not talking like she went on a major ride. Mm -hmm. She like went right up the road to the Waffle House, and she ate. At about 3 a.m., she was seen by other Waffle House customers leaving. She got in her car alone, and they saw her pull out. So there were witnesses that saw her leave the Waffle House alone at about 3 a.m. She did not make it home, though, and her boyfriend and their roommate went and looked for her. This is about 7.30-ish in the morning. They spot her car on the side of a county road. It was County Road 54, and that was just west of the I-4 overpass. So, it wasn't on... I-4, it was off, but you know how they got those little side roads right there? Yeah. So, it was very close to the overpass, but it was actually on a little smaller road. Mm -hmm. And the car was just sitting there. They looked around. They did not see any sign of Tanya. The car was found in Loman, Florida. So, um, it was a little ways away from where she worked, but it was like on the way home. Okay. They looked all around. They found no sign of, of Tanya. They found no clue as to where she went or what had happened. And then they made what I feel like is a questionable move. They drove the car home. What? And then called the police from the house. Oh, that is questionable. I'm trying to decide if it was questionable in the 90s. I feel like yes. But now we've all watched CSI, NCIS, and yeah. FBI. You don't touch crime scene. Exactly. Now we know. But back then, I feel like it was just NYPD Blue. <laughs> but, and I don't know if they were giving us information, so... I don't know if it was questionable back in the day, but right now, it feels super questionable. I just don't know why you would know you needed to call the police, but not think, I should leave this car alone so they can come see if there's any clues. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you'd have took it home and then not called the police... It could be excusable, but the fact that you're like, let's call the police from the house and let's take this car there. Did they have the cell phone? In the 90s, 97, maybe, maybe not. 
I mean, it's possible. There's, I was just trying to decide if they didn't have a way to call well, the police. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there were pay phones somewhere. Yeah. But I will say you just could have just not took the car. You could have took yourself yeah. and found a phone. I just feel like taking the car and knowing that you need to call the cops, that's what makes taking the car questionable. Yeah. If you were just a dummy and you were like, oh, let me just drive her car home. First off, what if she was in the woods peeing or something? Yeah, and you just And then took she a comes ride. back and she's like, oh no, somebody stole my car. I mean, I assume they hung out a minute. I know they yelled for and looked around and stuff, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. But also the fact that they drove the car tells us that she did not have car trouble. Yeah, that does. So that goes there goes one of my theories. Exactly. So we know that she didn't pull over because she had some type of car trouble or something. Cause they didn't report anything was wrong with the car. In any case, there was not any info on searches being carried out or suspects that they found, at least that I could find. There was zero other information. Other than Tanya was not ever seen again. Wow. This was being ha handled by the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Florida. Um, Angela's case was being handled by the Dallas Police Department. So, both of those be in the show notes. But, you know, I ain't gonna bother with the number and all. Y'all look that up if y'all know something. Our third and final story is Samantha Elizabeth Bearmore. No, it's not. I said her name wrong, and I knew I was going to do it, and I knew I should have typed it out. Her name is not Samantha. It's Samatha. There's no N. But she was listed as Samantha on a couple of the things, but I looked it up and her correct name is not Samantha, it's Samantha. I mean, it would make sense though, because that legit is just right, missing just one name. Like if you just glance at it, it's Samantha. Right. So I I can see that mistake being made. I'm so terrible with these names. <laughs> these names. I'm terrible with it. I think it's so bad, too. I get confused. I'll just say the whole wrong name. <laughs> uh, okay. So, the last lady is 24. Her name's Samatha Elizabeth Bearmore, which is a terrific name for a stripper. Bearmore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just got to throw it out there. She is, like I said, listed as Samantha on some of the sites, but her name actually does not have the N in it. She was nicknamed Pinky, but on stage she used the name Sunshine. And I'm throwing out the stage names and stuff because if they just skipped town, they may have picked up at a club somewhere in another state yeah. and may have used that name and it may ring a bell. So that's why I'm bothering to say the stage names. Samantha's description is that she's a black female, 5'6", 115 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes. She had a tattoo of her deceased father's name on her thigh. Which thigh? The right thigh? Uh, don't know. 
Why? Because the other two had tattoos on the right side. Huh. I don't know. I didn't write it down. I don't know if I saw it. Because hmm. generally that is something I would write down. Listed in her description, in her missing persons description, is a bag that she always carried with her. And that would contain her costumes and her makeup. This bag has the pattern of colored ballerinas on it. You know what I'm talking about? The little... Yeah. Like the little black girls with the cute little afro. Okay. I thought you meant like their dresses were different colors. No, no. Like <laughs> I they got you. Yeah. were colored. That's the description that they gave was colored ballerinas. Gotcha. Okay. But it was actually, you know, they got the cute little afros, mm -hmm. and, but they're ballerinas. They're like little kid looking. Yeah. Cartoony things. I know which ones you're talking okay. about. Um, that's going to be important, so remember that for later. Okay. Because that's actually listed in her um, description. In 1999, Samatha met a man named Cedric Bobby Lemon. He was a bouncer at a club that she frequented. And in 2003, they started dating. So Frequented she, as in she was a patron or a dancer? Um, I believe she was a patron at that oh, time. okay. Now, she did not start dating him until 2003. So, she had known him a minute. Yeah. But, like, basically as acquaintances. By 2004, they were living together. And Samantha was working at best strip club name ever. <laughs> Sugar Bears. And Bear is spelled B-A-R-E-S. Oh, that's so good. Sugar Bears VIP Club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Love that name for a club. Same. It oh chuckles me. <laughs> Is it still around? That I don't know, but it chuckles me. If not, somebody needs to open a club and name it something Bears, because that was like, oh, well, that was good. I love a pun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, FYI, the dates from this event vary from source to source, and I think that's, again, because it was in the wee hours, and yeah. people get confused, and so some people might say she disappeared the day before, and some say she disappeared the day after. I'm going to tell it how I put it together mm -hmm. just by hearing all the stories. So, okay. I believe she disappeared on the morning, in the morning hours of April 6th. Okay. And that was in 2004, so this isn't quite as long as the other ladies, but it's all in the same little mm -hmm. span of years. Samantha was seen leaving work. Okay. So that is where she was last seen. She was witnessed arguing with an unknown man in the parking lot of her club. Then she gets into a marked cab alone. The alone part is confirmed by the police. She goes home. So the cab did take her home. Mm -hmm. This is confirmed by the police. At some point in the morning after, in that morning when mm -hmm. she was at home, she got into a fight with Cedric. They got into a heated fight. 
It was by far not the first heated argument they had been in because their relationship was rocky. Mm -hmm. According to Cedric, this particular fight was because he had told Samatha that he did not want to marry her. Mm. Cedric tells Samatha that he doesn't want to marry her, and then apparently she flies hot. They get into a big old fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why she wanted to marry him, but, I mean, you know. So she got really angry, and she told him she was leaving to go buy a newspaper so she could find a new place to live. And that is the last time he saw her. That was weird to me because the internet was being used widespread by 2004. Yeah. And I don't know if people still would have looked in the paper for apartments, but maybe. Um, maybe it just wasn't being used the same way it is now, even though it was being used. But I kind of feel like... Yeah. You would have looked on the internet. But maybe she didn't have a computer, I don't know. In any case, since Samatha did not own a car, she would get rides from her friends and family, or she would use cabs or public transit. On the night of the 8th or, or the 10th, depending on which story you believe, her sister goes to pick her up at the club. They had already previously arranged this. When she gets there, she's told that Samatha had not been to work and nobody had heard from her in days. So the family gets concerned and they go find Cedric and they're like, where is she at? When was it talked about that the sister was going to pick her up? Like, did the sister say, hey, we had this arrangement because she was supposed to right. do this like with the me sister, the next day? She would get rides from family pretty often, and so it would be like, you know, on Wednesdays, the sister would pick her up. Gotcha. I don't know what, okay. I don't know what day this was. I'm just throwing Wednesday It was out just there. a scheduled kind right. of thing. Like, every that Wednesday, would, I usually yeah. pick her up. Okay. So, it was previously arranged that the sister gave her a ride. Gotcha. And so, the sister just shows up at the club. She doesn't talk to her or anything. She just knows she's going to give her a ride. So, she shows up at the club. So, they, she gets there and they're like, oh, she ain't worked and nobody's heard from her. Yeah. Well, the sister is like, that's suspicious because, you know, she shows up to work. Yeah. And so, the family, they're immediately skeeved out. It's my ice maker. Mm. It sounds like a haunted house. It's like... Bleh. It does. <laughs> it would scare the crap out of you if you didn't know what it was. So... In any case, the family goes and they confront Cedric. And they're like, you know, where is she at? Cedric says he, isn't con he had not been concerned because they had fought like this before and she would leave. But she always came back. So he had not been worried. <coughs> at this point, she would have been missing for two to four days. Mm -hmm. depending on the story. And the dates, like I said in the beginning, some of the dates were off. Like some stories said it was the 8th, some said the 10th. Yeah. Um, My guess is it was closer to the 8th. But in any case, best case scenario, she's been missing for two days at this point. He is not concerned. He has not reached out to any family or friends or her work. 
He just, you know, was like, meh, she'll come back. So that's who Cedric is. The family, they hop into action. They start passing out flyers. They start going to bars and clubs, hotels. They go to stores. They are questioning people. They're out searching. They are all over it. But nobody has seen her. They go back to the apartment and they tell Cedric they want to search. Yeah. And he allows it. He's like, come on in. So they go in and they find Samantha's bag with the ballerinas on it. Mm. Remember, this bag has her costumes and her makeup and everything. So yeah. if she was intending to go to work, she would not have left that bag. Right. They believed that she would never have left the bag regardless. I she carried it that. everywhere. So I thought that was weird too. But they thought Cedric must have done something to her, which he denied. And he said he never, after she left to go get the paper, he had not seen her since. He had not heard from her, nothing. So his story is basically whatever happened to her happened when she left to get the paper. Yeah. The family believes that that bag is important to her and she would not have left it. So, my thing is, how did the bag get listed in her description as something you should be looking out for if they found the bag? Oh, good point. That's my question. But, I don't have an answer. I mean, maybe they're like, oh, it's the girl <laughs> that has the bag. Like, if you've seen her, you know what bag we're talking about. I mean, maybe. But it's listed, you know how they list what somebody's wearing? Yeah. That bag is listed as yeah, that doesn't make something any sense. you should look out for if you're looking for her. And that was weird to me because I knew that the family had found the bag in the apartment. Yeah. So that was odd to me. I don't know what it means, but it's weird. According to an article in the Winston-Salem Journal, Cedric was questioned by police. He cooperated, he gave blood samples, he passed a lie detector test. However, the police would not confirm or deny if any of this information was true. All this information came from Cedric himself. Huh. The police didn't say, oh, he's lying. Yeah. But they also didn't say, oh, he's truthing. Yeah. So, we don't know. If he really did. If any of that is true. <clears throat> but he did put up a large reward for any information leading to finding her. Hmm. How much? I never saw, and I did look, but it just said substantial. All right. And I don't know what that meant exactly. I was curious to see if Cedric had ever been arrested for any violent crimes either before or since because I, this, it may be wrong, but my thinking is 
if I know that he beat up his girlfriend he had before her, yeah, then I think he's capable of having done something to her. Right. Or if I know he beat up his current girlfriend, then I can go, oh, but he could have done something also to mm -hmm. Samantha. So I wanted to look that out. And um, it was, I, I searched pretty hard for that information. And eventually I did find an arrest record um, one for him and actually one for Samatha too. Yeah. Um, Cedric was arrested for mostly driving offenses and drug offenses. And that went back to 1995. Samatha had been convicted of a drug offense in 2000. That sentence, though, was suspended and she was on inactive probation, which means that she was on probation, but she didn't have to check in with a probation officer. So she wasn't having to do drug tests or anything like that. Mm -hmm. The fact that she wasn't required to be drug tested or to check in with a probation officer led me to believe that they really didn't think she was involved in drugs that maybe she got caught with something that belonged to Cedric. Mm. Um, or maybe she was with him when he got caught. Yeah. I don't think her arrest is a reason for her to disappear, even though it was fairly recent, and she was, I believe, still on probation when she disappeared. It just, I mean, the probation was nothing. Her sentence was suspended. She wasn't having to do anything, so it wouldn't make sense for that to be a reason she disappeared. Yeah. But, I mean, stranger things have happened, but in my mind, it doesn't make sense. Now, if Cedric caused her disappearance, he took it to his grave because he died of an OD in 2018. Hmm. He never told anybody, to anybody's knowledge, that he had done anything or where she was. He always denied it. That is where his story as far as Samatha ends, but in my search for his criminal record, I ran across a pretty interesting story regarding Cedric. In 1995, Cedric was a limo driver who was hired for a job at a coliseum in Winston-Salem. It was a Mary J. Blige concert that was letting out, and his badge allowed him backstage to be able to meet up with his fare and bring them to his limo. I don't know who he was supposed to pick up, but it wasn't Mary J. Blige. <laughs> Her bodyguards came through and were clearing the area. And um, what happened gets a little muddled, but basically they were like, leave. He was like, no, I'm supposed to be here. And then they beat the crap out of him. They punched him in the head. They threw him to the ground. They kicked him in the back. They stomped on him. They broke his ankle. And he had several other injuries. He he was Jeez. actually really injury, injured. They beat the fool out of him. He turns around and he sues the bodyguards and Mary J. Blige. And they settled. And he got a good settlement off of that. Undisclosed. Then he turns around and he sues Sean Puff Daddy Puffy Combs. Sued him. Because he was Mary J. Blige's manager at the time. 
And so he had been in charge of hiring her bodyguards. Yeah. And obviously they were not properly trained. So he sued him. Now Combs refused to be served. He was like, no. So anytime they tried to serve him with the lawsuit paperwork, he would be like, no, and just refuse. So one of the deputies went up there and she asked him if that was his name. And he's like, yeah. And um, she throws the paperwork on him and it touches him and lands on his feet. And she said, you've been served. And she leaves. That's how he got served. Well, he ignores it anyway. He's like, that never happened. So they go to court. He doesn't show up because he's just above that. He's not yeah. involved. <laughs> well, Cedric is awarded $2.4 million. Jeez. Suddenly, Puffy had remembered he had got served. And so he shows up at the court. And he's like, look, I ain't know. <laughs> and the judge... Don't know if he believes him, but he puts a pause on the four, $2 million, but he allows the $450,000 that for his damages, for his actual damages. Yeah. So they go to court, and Cedric provides an affidavit from the sheriff's deputy saying what happened. Um, Puffy's like, no, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. So, um... They wound up, I saw two different things. I saw one that said he actually got the 450000 reversed, and then I saw some that said they settled for an undisclosed amount. My guess is that he wound up settling with him and doesn't want anybody to know that because you don't want people to be encouraged to sue you. Yeah. So that's my guess on what happened. Okay, pause there. What do you think? Was Cedric questionable? Oh, yeah. Do you think he disappeared her? And what happened to all the money? Drugs, it sounds like. Well, good point. But, I mean, he put... He he got awarded, I think, a decent amount. That's my official guess, is that they settled and he got... And we know he got the Mary J. Blige money. Mm -hmm. So, he had money, so the reward he offered was probably a decent reward. Yeah. Um, this case was handled by the Winston-Salem Police Department, and it, it seems like they actually did some investigating. Um, that information will be up on the thing also. But, uh, again, let's go back. I actually am not sure about Angela. I don't know if the boyfriend did something to her or not. I can't decide. Part of me feels like if he did, he would have just cleaned out everything and skipped town, and he didn't. No, he was starting small so he could test the waters and see if he'd get Maybe. caught. I mean, that's at all possible. I'm just not as clear on that one. Now, on the um, Tanya. Samantha? Tanya. Tan no, it's Tanya. Okay, sorry. On Tanya, I think, it, I don't think it was the boyfriend, although I did see a thing where her daughter said that she felt like a lot of the things he did was questionable, but he may have just been dumb. Yeah. The fact that her car was found, although we only have his and the roommate's 
side word of the story. that the car was found there. I mean, True. she could have come home. I don't know. I'm iffy. True. I'm iffy on all of them. I think either she got pulled over by a cop, somebody posing by a cop, oh, opposing a, yeah. as a cop, or um, somebody was like riding her butt and like flashing their lights and stuff, and Maybe. then she pulled over. So, one of those three things yeah. happened. Somehow, they got her to pull over. I saw a thing um, a little while back about people putting, like, they put a zip tie mm-hmm. on your, um, on your, uh... Handle? No. I know cars, and I, I cannot think of the word. The, um, Mirror? Bar that connects your tires. I can't think axle? of Your axle. They put a zip tie on it, a big one, and when you drive, it makes a thunk, thunk, thunk noise and makes you believe that something's wrong with your tire or something's Mm. wrong with your car, and then you pull over. I totally would pull over. You pull over. Call my dad immediately. There you go. Hello, there's something wrong with my car again. You get out (laughs) to check, and they grab you, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's a dollar zip tie, and... I mean, chances are you're going to drive away from where you were before you notice it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get up to highway speeds probably because you're going to go, oh, it's probably just this parking lot. Yeah. And you're going to get out on the highway and then you're going to hear that thunk, 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 thunk and be like, oh no, something's wrong with my car. You pull over and check. And it is something that I feel like people would fall for because i mean me i love my car i'm gonna get out and look yeah i'm gonna find what is happening with my car i probably would have been on the phone though while i'm out looking maybe because i would call him immediately before i ever got out of the car call him and say this is what it sounded like and then get out and start looking because that's what i did um last time right but i mean you're still out of the car there's nothing he can do even though you're on the phone he'll know you got kidnapped but we'd know that when we found your car anyway. True that. So, I don't know if it would change anything. That's the thing. So, I wondered if somebody had maybe done something to her car that would make her question it. But I think she probably would have pulled over between the club and the Waffle House. Yeah. So, and also, like I said, they did not say anything was wrong with the car. So... I don't know. And like I said, that's their word on whether or not they, the car was even where they said it was. She could have come home. They could have done something to her and that was that. And then they're like, oh, we got to figure out. And then they're lazy and they don't even take the car and dump it. They just call the police and say, we found the car dumped. I mean, anything's possible. I don't know. True. I definitely think all of these men were questionable and sketch. Oh, yeah. So, um, people need to choose men that aren't so questionable. And choose sketch. wisely. Yes. That's all I've got as far as stories go. But you did have a Frogger story. I do have a story. So, I think it's a Frogger story. <laughs> Billy is not convinced, but let me tell you what had happened. Uh, several months back... Mm-hmm. I realized that there were pictures missing off the wall. And for anybody that doesn't know, in my hallway, I have a picture wall. And I have, what, like probably 30 to 50 pictures? At least. 
on the wall. Just random pictures of people we love, people we know, um, you know, that we're friends with, family members, us. And there's like a mixture of portraits and then candid shots and they're all in different frames and it's just no rhyme or reason really. They're just all over the wall. And it looks really cool. But I went through there and I was like, I think there's a picture missing. And so, but I, I what don't. picture? I don't know because there are so many pictures. <laughs> it's like, what is it? And so. No. Okay. Um, so, I'm like, that's weird. And so, you know, a little bit goes by and I go back through there and I'm like, I think there's another picture missing. I don't know what it is. I ask. Nobody else knows anything about a picture. Well, you know, I have the couch where the dogs like to nap in the yeah. daytime. And so... I'm like, maybe the dogs hit the wall and it fell down behind the couch. Yeah. So, this is what I'm operating off of. Well, we pull out the couch. There's no pictures behind it. I'm like, maybe somebody knocked them down when they're sweeping or something and they broke the frame and so they just stuck it somewhere. Nobody is owning up to this. And so, I go through and I feel like there are several pictures missing. But, finally, one that I can identify as missing. Because, at the end, I have a picture of Billy as a little kid. Mm -hmm. And with I have a picture of me. Eye. Right, with the black eye. And I have a picture of me as a kid also, right up under it. Mm -hmm. My picture is gone. And so, I'm like, I know for a fact that picture was there. And so, and I know which picture is missing now. And the reason I don't know what some of the pictures are is, like, when we go on a cruise, we'll get, like, the portraits. If yeah, certain kids in our family are not that photogenic, and so if it's a picture that looks good, we're going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, so, we have, like, a lot, and I love pictures, and I take a lot of pictures, and everybody takes pictures, and so... We just have a lot of pictures, so that's why I can't. It's not like every picture is something that stands out to me, but so that's why I don't know what it is. But this one of me, because I know where it was on the wall, mm -hmm. because I had it right there with his baby picture, and I was like, my picture is missing. So I'm asking everybody, nobody knows. And so I'm, I'm like, I think somebody come in. Which is ironic because I tell my kids this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody came in, made a mess, and left. Ate yeah. these cookies and left. <laughs> because every time something goes wrong in the house and my kids are like, I don't know. And then I'm like, so you're telling me somebody broke into this house. They walked past the car keys, the electronics, the dogs. And they went into the kitchen. They ate these cookies. And then they left. Yo. That's what you're telling me. And so, now I find myself telling me that somebody broke into this house. <laughs> they walked past the electronics, the car keys, and the dogs. They stole pictures off my wall, and they left. So, Billy goes, is probably one of your family members. Because, <laughs> I'm not going to tell y'all why. <laughs> no, 
I'll tell you why. But tell there us was why. a joke. There was a joke I wanted to play, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. But I, I desperately still want to do it. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't want somebody to hear it. I don't think any of them listen because I don't really tell them nothing because you know they got big mouths. Yeah. So okay, I'll tell you. Yay. So I wanted. I wanted to get random pictures of like you know those old old timey pictures that always yeah. look so creepy. Yeah. I want to get those and put them in frames and then just put them in people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> just set it like on the shelf or something out of the way so that it'll be there but they're like did you put that there where did this, come, did this from? come so this is what i want to do and then um at my mother's house mm -hmm. and i am gonna do this i just have not yet i just have not had the opportunity to do this but i want to get random pictures of I'm thinking Nicolas Cage, but I'm not sure. But I want to get random <laughs> pictures of him. And I can't decide if I want to just slip in the pictures or if I want to cut his face out and put it over people's pictures that are there. Uh, so, like, say it's Adam and Shannon's wedding picture. Yeah. Like, I put Nicolas Cage on Shannon's face so it yeah. looks like Adam and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, I can't decide how I'm going to do it. But I, I do want to do it. In any case, so I've been talking about doing this for like a year. And I keep telling Billy I need to... Problem is, every time I find an old picture, I like it. And I want to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I also want to do something super creepy, like the old-timey Halloween costumes and stuff. Oh, super so creepy. creepy. You can use your own Mickey Mouse yeah. costume. I was a doll. You were creepy. In any case, so... I've been talking about doing this, but obviously I've not mentioned it to any of my brothers. But it is the kind of thing they would do, right? Yeah. So, he's like, it's probably one of them. And I'm like, no, because they would have done something else by now. They wouldn't just be taking pictures. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Unless they figure they would just see how many pictures they could take until I was like, why is my wall empty? <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I don't think it's them. So, um, I'm like, I don't think so. So then I start noticing that like certain things are left out in the kitchen that I'm like, or are, are missing. Like there'd be like a can of beans missing and you're like, there's no way like a box of macaroni. Yeah. There's no way I should have one box of macaroni sitting in there because I always buy them in sets because I'm always going to make two boxes because my family's big. Yeah. And so there's no way I made just one box of macaroni. So why do I only have one in here? There's a box missing. No, there's not. And I'm like, yeah, there is like stuff. I know I bought. I'm like, where is this? Nobody knows. I'm like, it doesn't make sense, right? He's like, I'm crazy, whatever. So, a couple weeks ago, I go in. I've got these, um, I'm sure as an adult, everybody knows, has the same thing where you, like, have your favorite spoon or yeah. your, your favorite cup. And I have, like, 30 cups, but I have these same, like, four or five cups that I drink out of. Yeah. And they're all horror-themed. Um, they're, like, Michael Myers, Jason, um, 
I can't think of what the other one is, but I've got Probably several. Jaws. I don't have a Jaws, but I need one. I have a Jaws, but it's a small cup, and I like to drink a big cup of coffee. I've got like three or four that are um, Jason, like Friday the 13th yeah. themed, because, you know, he's my favorite. And then I got a couple of Michael Myers. Anyway, I rotate through these cups, but I use them all every week, right? Yeah. Nobody's allowed to drink out of them but me, because nobody will take care of them. They'll do something stupid. So, <laughs> that's how they are. So, I go in one day, I get my mug. I know it's the one that got washed the most recently because it's right up, because I have a special place where I put them, mm-hmm. way in the back, so people got to climb over stuff to get to them. And I pull it out, and I start to add my sugar to it so I can make my coffee, and there's something on it. And I'm like, what is this? Looks like chocolate. I'm like, what is that? Because I only drink coffee out of it. Yeah. And so I touch it, and when I do, it smears. It's lipstick. What? Okay, so I... Nobody in your house wears lipstick. Nobody in my house wears lipstick. I could not tell you the last time I wore lipstick. It definitely was not within the last month before Mm -hmm. this happened. You are probably the only one that's come over here that wears lipstick. You or Ansley. Ansley does not come over that I don't wear chocolate-colored lipstick. It was a dark-colored lipstick. Yeah. Now, when I smeared it, it had a little more, um, like, a deep purple to it. Mm. But on the cup, it looked like a spot of chocolate. Really? And I was like, but it was lipstick. And Ansley hasn't been over here? No, Ansley had not been over here. But anyway, y'all ain't allowed to drink out of my cups. Well, so... We don't live here anymore, so we don't know the rules. You do, but whenever whenever we have, like, a gathering or whatever, we always use, like, solo cups or whatever. And so, I don't... I can't think of an occasion that anybody would have drank out of a coffee cup. Yeah. And she doesn't drink coffee. She doesn't? Uh-uh, she doesn't drink coffee. She drinks tea or uh, maybe coffee. I can't live without no coffee. Yeah, so, but you're the only one that drinks coffee. She'll drink hot tea, but literally it had been like a month since she had been here. You were the only one that had come over, but I'm like, you've not drank out of a cup. Because if you get coffee here, you're getting it to go because you're running late. Yeah. So, you've not come here, sat down, and drank a cup of coffee. That's no. not a thing that happened. So, I don't know who it would be. So, I'm like, okay, wait, explain this. He's like, I I don't have an explanation for that. <laughs> so, did it look like a lipstick print? Like, Yeah, it looked like it had got um, partially washed off. And, like, whoever washed it just missed part of it. Yeah. Like, maybe they had just rinsed it really quick or something and didn't run a rag or but I definitely had used that cup within the last three days. A hundred percent I had used that cup within the last three days. How crazy. So, I'm telling him, I'm like, I think somebody is living in the house. Because my house is never empty. No. <laughs> because I'm, there's literally somebody here 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And so, there's not a time that we left 
and somebody could have come in and done whatever. You know, it's not like everybody goes to work at eight in the morning and the house is empty until five that afternoon when we get home. So somebody's got time to hang out. So I'm like, somebody is living in this house while we're here. They're getting up at night and they're like doing stuff. Why are your cameras not hooked up yet? Thank you. Remind him. Remind me to remind him and remind him. I need to get that hard drive. So, what is it? Just like a regular hard drive? Yeah, like it's a security not... hard drive. No, we couldn't find them because I guess COVID or whatever. And uh, everybody it's a shortage. Was, of... Yeah, there was a shortage. And then we used one from an old DVR, but it had burned out. And then we just forgot about it. And now a bunch of stuff has happened that I'm like, oh my God, why no You should have Amazoned it. That's how I, I remember Amazon, because Amazon made me mad with the whole credit card thing. So, I'll tell you that in a minute. Okay. So, um, in any case, so he's like, where are they living? And I'm like, there's a space where the water pipes are behind the bathtub. And he's like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, it's it's not, though. Because it is an open space. And I think that's where they're staying. And so, he was like... How do you get to that space? Through my laundry room. Uh-huh. It's, it's a big open hole in the laundry room. Well, then when we were taping up all the windows and all, when we had that big, um, that freeze... Mm-hmm. The wall piece that sits in there was out of it. And Zane put it back in and he taped, put plastic over it and stuff, right? And um, anyway, so I had told him that I thought somebody was living in it. He's like, that's ridiculous. And then like two days later, you came over and you went into the bathroom and then you were like, I almost run out of there. I heard something under the bathtub. <laughs> I was wondering what you were talking about because I and said I that. was like I told you, and uh, and then you were like what? And I'm like I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna wait and tell you on the show so you can react. But I'm telling you because I had just told him that I'm like that's where they're living. Your bathroom is the creepiest room in your house. There are so many creepy rooms in your house. Somebody got murdered in your house, or not murdered, but died in your house. And your bathroom, to me, is the creepiest place. See, I'm not creeped out in my bathroom. I am. I am. I don't don't try and be there longer than I have to. You couldn't pay me to take a poop in that bathroom. You couldn't. (laughs) No. I poop my pants before I poop in that bathroom. Now, I'll pee because I got to pee every five minutes, but... So, if everybody's here and you're here all day and we're having a function, are you more comfortable, like, because there's more people here? No, I still don't. I still don't go to the bath. I don't poop in your bathroom. You're just in and out. Mm-hmm. In and out. Just I pee and off. I leave. You pinch it off. Do the butt cheek walk mm-hmm. to your car. If go it home. if it ain't um if it ain't coming out in less than thirty seconds, it's not coming out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh uh-uh, uh no. I would rather go poop in a public bathroom than poop in your bathroom. It is so creepy in there. Well, um. So, I'm I'm still, like, but I took to latching, because I have a, 
I know people think it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But my laundry room, I have a, a latch that latches it from the outside. Yeah. Because I've got dogs that don't get along. And sometimes I need to let the other dogs in, in the house, but not in the whole house. Yeah. And so I've got, it has a latch and it latches where you cannot unlock it from inside the laundry room. Yeah. And the back door is in the laundry room. So if you needed to go out, you could just go out the back door. So it's not like locking anybody in mm -hmm. unless you're wanting to go out the back door. Well, Lizzie is out the back door and she is, um, Psycho. Not, she's not always friendly to strangers. She's we'll psycho. She's not. She's just she a little is. Off. She she's, would bite me. I swear. She hasn't she seen me. In, I bet she would. You walk back there and touch her right now. Mm -mm, no way. She never bite bites. She just like puts her mouth on you. Anyway, Lizzie's out back, and so I'm not. I don't think she. She definitely would raise hell. Mm -hmm. And she may or may not eat somebody if they were a stranger. So I took to lock in the. Um, the laundry room door so if somebody did come out they couldn't get out into the rest of the house yeah and um and then i didn't notice anything else being wrong and then but today i swear there's another damn picture missing off that wall and i can't does my wall not look slack to you well, I thought you were taking pictures down. No, I ain't took no pictures down. I'll have to take a look and see if I can place any of the pictures. And I I took a picture of the picture wall at some point, and I want to find it and just, like, pinpoint what the pictures are. But now, because I know that they were all over that area, and now it's like a big empty space and then a picture of Billy's father on it. And I know there were pictures around him. Yeah. So, I know that pictures are missing, but I don't know which ones. There are certain pictures, like my grandparents and stuff, that I would definitely notice. Yeah. But, no, I haven't taken any pictures now. I'm going to take, like, um, there's one of a couple that's not a couple anymore. They'll take <laughs> that one down. But Fold the family picture a little bit. <laughs> so, it's just the end. <laughs> But um, I'm going to get a picture of Nicolas Cage and put over that one <laughs> and go from there. But um, I swear to you that more pictures are missing now. Well, I'll have to go take a look. But I think, no, but I think because I have been doing a lot of laundry at night, I think I've been forgetting to lock that door. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. The whole picture thing is weird because the only reason I started the picture wall was because... When we moved in, I put pictures on, in the sections of the wall in the living room, I put like six pictures on this part of the corner and then on the, the other opposite side of the corner because it's a small wall on each side because there's doors on each wall. And I put six on each and then I put six in the other two corners and the pictures started falling. And I was like, at first I had used those like command strips yeah and i was in the pictures fell and i was like well that sucks they must just not work that great on this paint or whatever and so then i put like nails in the wall and we hung them up and then they would still just randomly fall like you would come in and like 
And it wasn't like it was the bottom one or like a top one would fall and knock the bottom one under it down. Yeah. It would be like this top one on this side and then the bottom ones under that are fine. But then the bottom one on this side was missing. They'd be down. And so they were falling with like no rhyme or reason. And so I was like, well, the nails aren't working. It must be because it's an old house and we're like stomping through here because people in my house got like elephant feet. Yep, yep. They're like, thum, 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 everywhere they go. Like, I mean, I've tried to tell them like it is possible to bend your ankles where you don't have to foot slap everywhere you walk. But they clawed <laughs> stomp all the way through the house constantly. So I'm like, it must just be that. So then I got these nifty little hooks that they sit flat on the wall and then the bottom turns up and goes almost halfway up the, yeah. the piece. So there's literally no way for the pictures to just fall off of it. And so um, I replaced them all, put them up. The whole hooks fell out the wall. I was like, no, incorrect. So <laughs> we put... Um, those anchors mm -hmm. to keep the hooks from falling out and then came in and my picture frames started falling apart like the bottom fell off the picture frame yeah. and the picture would fall out that's and i'm like wow. what and so i was super annoyed by it and i was like okay well i'm assuming that the ghost in here does not want pictures on the wall so i'm like listen i'll move them and so I moved them to the hall, and until they started disappearing, I did not have another problem with the picture falling. And the hallway wall is, I mean, the hallway shakes probably worse than any room oh, in the yeah. house. And it gets a lot more traffic. Oh, yeah. But all of them are perfectly fine. Most of them are just on nails. So, I moved all the pictures into the hall, and they get turned sideways, like they're crooked all the time. Yeah. But I've never had an issue with any of them coming off the wall. But I do have this one picture frame that all the pictures want to come out of that picture frame, and I have to go, like, turn it upside down and tap them back in every once in a while. But that just could be from the vibration. Yeah. But I've hung other stuff on the wall using those same hooks, and they've been perfectly fine. But pictures are a no in this living room for some reason. So, that's the whole reason I have the whole hallway picture wall. Yeah. But it looks cool in the hallway because the hallway's all wood and it's so big and everything. It looks cool in there and it's like a centerpiece when you walk in. But right now it looks raggedy because I'm missing pictures everywhere. <laughs> so... Anyway, that's um what I think. So, if I go missing or I wake up dead or something... It was the Frogger. I don't know who it is, but I'm telling you, they're skinny. They're living under my bathtub. I'm on to you. Just don't let them know. I am letting them know. I'm letting them know because I'm on to you. You need to order one of those uh, things to fix your camera. I know. I really do. The uh, And the dogs had been like just randomly barking in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then that creeps me out. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. So... Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't know. Plus, they look in the... They creep me out if they're in the living room because they look in the kitchen. And then they just, like, stare. And that's, it creeps me out. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, anyway, that's where I am with that. 
Do you got anything else? Uh, no, I think we're way over time. Yeah, we're like super <laughs> over time. So I'm going to say bye. And it was fun. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week. Share us with somebody who likes to dance. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, bye. Bye.